Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey, hey, Molly Christensen here with the Building Heroes Podcast. And today for this podcast, I want to talk about how February is a hard time to homeschool. <laughs> but actually all the months are kind of hard times to homeschool, but there's really just something about the dead of winter that makes it extra tough. You're done with the holidays. And if you live in a cold area, you know, spring seems so far away. And you know, sometimes it's tough. As I look in the homeschool Facebook groups, I see a lot of posts like this one. She said, some days I enjoy homeschool, some days I really don't. There are days like today where it's fine and I find joy in moments and I find frustration in other moments. I guess I'm looking for hope that I will at some point come to love this and see the beauty in it, right? And then this one. So it's only been a semester, but both my husband and I feel like we're failing our daughter at homeschooling and finding it very hard to teach, engage and not be a constant lecturing machine. You know, it is tough <clears throat> and it's tough when you're running all day long and at night you're like, you kids just go to bed already. And then they're kind of like popcorn and they keep popping out of bed and you're just done. You know, I don't know if you can relate to that, but I suspect you can. And then you finally get to go to bed and then you have to do it all again the next day. Now, of course, you probably know that you should be doing some self-care and that would help. And yes, even getting outside would be great but it is really hard, it really is. So let's talk about that. Now, as moms and homeschool moms, we can definitely end up being so busy during the day and it's really hard to keep that pace up. And we get so busy because we think that there are so many things we've gotta do and we have to make sure our kids learn and you know, the endless list thing, right? And the thing is motherhood really is just busy. And then when you add in homeschool, it definitely makes it busier. Now, I have days like those, and I remember the, those extra busy days, which, which I used to have, especially when my kids were younger, because yes, I had a lot of kids that needed attention and help from me, but it wasn't until I really just sat down and I figured out what was really important that I could truly decide what to focus on. And I know we hear that a lot. You gotta prioritize, right? Thing is though, there will always be too much to do. That is just a fact of motherhood. It's just how it is. And I used to always feel like I was so behind because, you know, for every one thing I crossed off the list, three more jump on, but it's not a race. And I always felt just kind of so stuck because I was like, how do I get out of this? You know, so a lot of times I say, I felt like a giant hamster in a re wheel, you know, always running, but never going anywhere. Well, you know, when we first start homeschooling, we forget that we don't actually know how to homeschool. So there's going to be a learning curve. <laughs> it's going to be a little harder. And then we also think that we have to do all the things. Otherwise, we're going to be failures and we got to make sure we got everything covered because this is a huge load, right? And then if you keep homeschooling, um, and you don't burn out and quit, then you just keep trying to do all the things until you 
either do burn out and quit, or you start to realize that maybe the kids really don't need you to make them do as much as you thought you did. And maybe they really just need you more than all the workbooks. So the problem here is, and one reason why, I mean, this is not just in February, but for some reason I think it gets worse in January and February. I think part of the problem is, is we get ourselves into the super busy cycle, but how do you even get out? You know, even after I got more focused and prioritized, I still remember looking at my list and realizing I was still going to be really busy even after I cut out all my non-essentials, right? And, you know, I'm just going to reiterate this and repeat this because it's worth remembering. There will always be more to do than you can possibly do. I, I don't know why that is. It's like, is it because we just get so many good ideas and we want to do it all or what? But is just kind of how it is. There's always too much to do as a mom with kids, you know, especially, I mean, it'll get better as they get older, but you know, as a mom with kids and especially as a homeschool mom with kids. Um, so it is kind of good just to realize that there's always just gonna be more than I can possibly do, right? So for the rest of this podcast, I could totally talk about time management or delegation, which are great strategies, but that's not the direction I'm going to take. And this might be a little different than you're expecting here, okay? What I really had to do was shift how I was thinking about things, okay? So here's the thing. As human beings, we want to be productive. We want to make progress. We want to feel like we're moving, right? We don't like feeling stuck. I mean, just listen to the language. That's how we talk, right? So when you're a mom of kids and you've been changing diapers, cleaning up spills, trying to get your kids to do things, dealing with grumpy kids, you know, and so on, you can tend to feel, well, not productive, right? It doesn't feel productive. And when you're a mom and a homeschool mom, especially this feeling becomes amplified. You know, I talked about how after you finally get the kids to bed and then you get to go to bed, what do you usually do? Well, maybe maybe you go eat ice cream or watch Netflix or something, but when you finally lay down in bed, your mind will start thinking about all the things you didn't do, all the things you were supposed to do, and you start thinking about how unproductive you were and how you didn't make any progress today. You think of... Um, well, and, th- and then what that does is it makes you feel unhappy and unfulfilled because you felt like you didn't make progress. Now, you may not think of it exactly like that. It's not like it's going through your head. Hmm, I didn't make any progress today. No, it's going to be more like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to do this, but I didn't do that. And then I couldn't get around to this. And then I yelled at my kids and blah, 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 blah. Right. But that's really the crux of what's going on there. You do not feel like you made progress. You do not feel like you became better. And that's really what human beings uh, desire, right? Now, um, it's, (laughs) the funny thing is, is like when I, I first started realizing this, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing to myself because that is pretty much what I was doing to myself every single day. And um, we are so hard on ourselves and we shouldn't be. 
Okay, so what happens after we do this to ourselves, our nightly beat up session when we're laying in bed, um, and maybe we're not just thinking about ourselves too, maybe we're trying to blame everybody else. Why can't my husband at least step up and help me? Can't he see I'm drowning here? You know, when we start getting all these negative thoughts circling through our heads, what happens is we go to sleep and then all those negative thoughts are just swirling around in your subconscious mind all night long because that's the directions we gave to our subconscious mind right before we went to sleep. So your subconscious mind is going, yeah, you're a mess. Yeah, you're right. You've been failing. You aren't doing any good. And then when you wake up, you have all those thoughts in your head and you're feeling like a mess and like you've been feeling. So you feel really unmotivated, right? You think, oh man, here we go again. Now another day. And then because you're unmotivated, you don't feel motivated to do more things that day and you repeat it again. Then you go to bed unhappy again. Then you keep doing it day after day after day. And you start to feel worse and worse and worse until you're pretty sure you are failing your kids. See what I'm saying here? You're not really failing your kids. You just think you are. But Molly, if I think I am, aren't I? I must be right. Well, no. Really what has happened is you have gotten yourself trapped in a cycle that you had no idea that you were doing this to yourself. You had no idea. And then you're going to you're going to keep doing it unless you can figure out how to get out of it. But you're not going to figure out how to get out of it as you just keep spiraling downward. So, this is a pattern I talk about patterns a lot because patterns help make life predictable. And when you can see the pattern, then maybe you can see how to get out of it. Now we find this pattern, not just in our own brains, but we'll find it in nature too. So that is the good news. If there's a pattern, then that means there's predictability. And if there's predictability, that means that there is possibility for getting out of it. Okay. So we're gonna get a little scientific nerdy now, and sorry, you just have to bear with me on this <laughs> because it's, it is the pattern. <laughs> okay, actually, side note here for a sec. Nature is full of patterns that when we're paying attention, we can notice them and we can see the predictability. And then we can also connect themselves to ourselves because they show us how to live. And when we connect them to ourselves, we are more likely to remember them. So try that in your science curriculum. Okay, so maybe you've heard of feedback loops in the science world, world but maybe you don't really quite remember what they are, right? Maybe you didn't connect it to yourself. So basically what a feedback loop is, is it's really just a system of processes that cycle over and over again. So a system, well, or processes, it's just something that happens, okay? So um, basically we could say, when this thing happens, then it causes this to happen. And when that thing happens, then the next thing happens, okay? But when the last thing happens, it doesn't just end because it's a cycle. It's actually the input back in 
to that system that's running the processes. Okay, so the endpoint is the new input. Um, so we find these feedback loops not only in the natural world, like in of the earth, like um, the atmosphere, but we also find it in human bodies. So let me give you an example. Let's say you start exercising, okay? So what that does is it causes your body to heat up. So that's the first step in the process. Your body starts to get warm. Because your body starts to get warm, that causes your body to sweat. Then when you sweat, that causes your body to cool down and you stop sweating. So you're back into balance. That's called a negative feedback loop because what it's doing is the input and the, the input of the sweating actually cools it down. So it brings it back into balance. Now, a negative feedback loop is not like a judgment call that it's like a good thing or a bad thing, but a negative feedback loop just means it's going to come back into balance. Okay, so, so your system is going to keep going, but it's, it's going to come back into where you started from. Okay, so there's also the positive feedback loop, and just because it's positive does not mean it's good. In some situations, it might be, but... Um, the positive feedback loop is just one where the input causes everything to start moving out of balance and everything might start getting bigger and bigger and bigger or decrease, getting smaller. So for example, deserts, okay? When there is not enough rain, that's the input, then the desert's going to get bigger, right? Because the plants can't grow. <laughs> when the desert gets bigger, there's not as much water in the air because we, they get, the water comes from the plants, right? So then there's going to be less rain. And when there's less rain, guess what? The deserts are going to get bigger. So that could be a positive feedback loop where the deserts just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger because there's less and less rain. Now, of course, there are other factors into play on that system, which is why the whole earth is not a desert. <laughs> Thank goodness, right? But you can see that if something doesn't interrupt that feedback loop, then we would have an earth full of deserts. So something gets in there to stop that process. So hopefully you can see where I'm going with this. We have feedback loops in our own lives. And this pattern of thinking can be a positive feedback loop in a scientific sense, but it's not a positive thing for our own lives. But it can be that positive feedback loop in that it's going to keep us spiraling downward as we keep thinking that way. So let me walk through it one more time. We go to bed at night unhappy because we're not productive. We wake up unhappy and then we're unmotivated, so we're not productive. Then we go to bed again unhappy because we weren't productive. And then we wake up unmotivated and unhappy again. It just keeps getting worse and worse and it spirals down. If we keep going through that cycle, it's not going to be good. Okay, if we don't have a pattern interrupt, it's, it's going to be rough. We're going to get full on depressed anxiety and begin to think we're worthless and that we really are failing our kids, but we're not. We're just thinking that. And if it goes too far, that's when people start thinking about leaving this life. 
that you are way too valuable to even go there and so are your kids. So I hope you share this pattern with them as well. And that's the good news is that as human beings, we can interrupt the pattern. We can do that. So how do you interrupt that pattern? How do you stop from spiraling down and getting unmotivated and, and sad and angry or whatever? Okay, you could try getting yourself motivated in the morning, you know, play jazzy music and, you know, be excited for the day. But that is really, really hard to do especially after your subconscious has been pro programming your mind with all those negative thoughts all night long. So this is what you do. You interrupt the pattern before you go to bed. Do not go to bed beating yourself up or blaming other people. Instead, look for the good. Look for what did go well that day. Look for the fact that your kids are still alive and happy if that's what you've got to do. You know, plant those good ideas in your mind before you go to sleep. Does that make sense to you? Probably does, but I'm also guessing that some of you are thinking something along like this, something like this. Yeah, that makes sense, but Molly, I don't think that's really going to work. I mean, you don't really understand how overwhelming my life is and you don't see how bad I am at teaching my kids and how much I yell and mess them up. I need something a little more powerful than that to fix me. You know, changing what I'm thinking at bedtime, that's gonna fix everything. Well, I mean, you're right. I don't know the specifics of your life. So I probably don't truly understand, but I do know that I have felt this way before and I have felt pretty much almost hopeless but ever getting out of it, I felt stuck, stuck, stuck. And I also know that you are not broken and you don't need fixing. You just know how to get out of it. And that doesn't make you bad or a failure. You know, I tried all the things that I could think of. I tried so many different systems and none of them seemed to change anything except for, or actually, no, they all seem to make things worse because I couldn't even seem to get myself to stick to them. It was not until I started to change the way I thought and to give myself some grace that I could finally start to feel like I could get out of that pattern. And you can do it too. You can try that pattern interrupt and see if it helps. Now, I am gonna give you a warning though. Because whenever you try to change the way of your thinking, your brain's not gonna like it because your brain likes to be comfortable and you've been comfortable thinking that way because you've been thinking it so much. You know, whatever you do a lot, that's comfortable. So you're gonna have to argue with yourself. <laughs> I totally had to do that. Like I would think, hey, I actually did a pretty good job at getting dinner on the table on time today. And then my brain would say, yeah, but you burned it, you know, <laughs> or something like that, because it doesn't, didn't want me to think good things. So, because I'd been so used to not thinking good things about myself. So I had to argue back. I'm like, okay, but I'm getting better at that and I won't burn it next time or something. You know, I had to argue with myself. <laughs> um, and you're going to have to stand for those new good thoughts. 
because you want out of that old pattern. That's the problem with the patterns of thinking is, is we get into these ruts and we're just so used to thinking about those, we can't get out. So I hope you're gonna try this. I hope you'll try the pattern to interrupt and, and that you'll let me know how it goes. Now, if you find yourself struggling, do get some support. You know, your family doesn't always quite understand. And if you don't have the right kind of people around you, then come on over and join the Hero Journey membership, which I created exactly for that purpose. So we would have community to help support you as we go on our hero journeys together. And it is going to get a major overhaul in March. So you may want to join now before the price goes up. And you can find that at buildingheroesacademy.com. So let's do this. Let's break those patterns of thinking together that are keeping you stuck and, and making you crazy because it's so hard to homeschool in the middle of February. And, you know, if, if that's all you can learn this month and that's what you're teaching your kids, that's going to be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.